Hey, DJ Fluck here from Stadium Scenes Main Event. Networking has become more important than ever, so why are you still carrying around paper business cards that end up lost or in the trash? Our friends at Link have created a solution to that problem by getting your contact info directly into that person's phone with a simple tap from your plastic business card, a bracelet, or even an Apple Watch band. When it's time to update your contact info, make the change in their easy-to-use networking app. For listeners of Stadium Scenes Made Event, you can save 15% by typing in promo code StadiumScene, that's all one word, at checkout. To learn more, visit linkapp.com. That's L I N Q A P P.com. Today's Stadium Scene Podcast is brought to you by. Hey guys, this is Jillian here at StadiumScene.com and StadiumScene.tv. We strive to help you find the best ways to get to and from the big game. Now we are joining forces with Lyft to make it even easier. For our listeners, enter the promo code StadiumScene with no space and get credit towards your first ride. So download the Lyft app at the iTunes or Google Play store, enter StadiumScene with no space as your promo code, and get to the ball game. Do the responsible thing and get home safely with Lyft. Terms and conditions may apply. See more at Lyft.com. Live from a makeshift recording studio, somewhere in the middle of the desert, this is the Stadium Scene Podcast. With your hosts, DJ Flook. I suck at trivia and I suck at telling jokes. Kate Thompson. The Jackman, which is just the most awesome name. And Jillian Fisher. No, that was just because I'm crazy as hell. <laughs> You're listening to the Stadium Scene Podcast. Welcome to the 15th episode of the Stadium Scene Podcast. Uh, Jillian is in Japan actually watching sumo wrestlers right now. Uh, I don't know why, but she is, so... Uh, she'll be back next time, hopefully, but we do have Kate. Woo! So, how was your trip to Miami? Uh, it was okay. Unfortunately, a tropical storm prevented me from going to anything, really. Well, that sucks. I guess it's downside, but, you know. Do you have any, like, CSI Miami where you, like, said some really cheesy catchphrase and put on your sunglasses or anything like that? Unfortunately, no. I was kind of at an engineering conference, you know, for like my day job. Oh, that's boring. <laughs> that pays my rent. Yeah, that's boring. But what isn't boring is today we actually have a guest. Well, uh, two guests. So our, our guests today are one of our first partners of, of our Stadium Scene TV network. So we have Kevin Pettit and Martin Fraser, and they host a weekly podcast and produce blog and video shorts on uh, all things soccer. They don't call it uh, football, they call it soccer because they are known as the Loud Americans Discussing Soccer, also known as... Lads. Oh, there we go. All right. Mm, cheers. I failed. Kate failed. You couldn't get it going? I figured it out. <laughs> helping you can. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, this is cool. So... Crack, you know, it's uh, it's a Sunday early afternoon here on the West Coast for me. It's a little later for you guys, so uh, who cares? It's, a, you know, any time's good for beer. 
Yeah, we started drinking at like seven in the morning yesterday before the North London Derby. So it's just been nonstop drink. You know, yeah. like it's soccer weekend, so it's back. We we you know the international break happened, so we really had to like you know catch up. Yeah, that international break is. It just seems more harm than good comes out of it. It's, you know, every time you turn around, it's like, oh, look, Phil Jones has been brought into international duty for England. Oh, and he hurt himself again. The man of glass is hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was reserved for, like, Jack Wilshire. But, yeah, that, you know, we'll, there's a couple English guys who are just made of glass, apparently, and Phil Jones is just one. It's crazy that everyone gets hurt on these international breaks. I don't get it. It's, yeah, it, it's just, it seems kind of excessive. But the next one's not till March, isn't it? Oh yeah! <laughs> Thank God. I, I'm like, I'm like so so happy. <laughs> I like, it's like I just like nonstop. Just Champions League goodness is back. Just none of this international break like bullshit. So it's pretty nice. It's it's also it seems weird to me that you know the the Bundesliga in Germany they take like the entire month of January off and it's just I don't know. It just seems kind of weird that they just it's like you know you're in, you're in peak season you just take a whole month off. Yeah, it's weird. They they they're the only league in Europe that does that. And I know uh, the English Premier League has been thinking about taking a winter break because you know all the managers are complaining and bitching about their uh, schedule over way too many games, and people are starting to really consider doing that in the English Premier League. And I'm so against that. I can't go a month without English Premier League soccer in the middle of the season. Yeah, and it's, it's just like, you know, if Germany's off and England's off, it's like, then what? I mean, we've, <laughs> we've got nothing. <laughs> so Yeah, I mean, like, you're starting with some La Liga teams where I watch Las Palmas plays Granada, and I'm like, ah, yeah, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I'd, I'd rather go, like, like, kick rocks. I don't know. <laughs> so before we get too far in, what's, uh, what is everybody's beer of choice? So we're actually drinking this Firestone Union Jack IPA. I got it last night at 12 o'clock at our local bar, and this is the first time I've had it, and it's pretty good. Yeah, pretty decent. I, th- I thought your guys' normal shtick was, like, drink crappy beer during the show. All right, all right. <laughs> you know what? You're, abso- you're absolutely right. You know, we're just trying to impress our friends. We're treating ourselves. You know, uh, any other day, it's usually, like, Perhaps Blue Ribbon, Natty uh, Light, a Coors Light, um, <laughs> you know, the, the go-to. But you know what? We, we, we treated you guys. This is a treat your treat your uh, good friends day. Kate, I wish you told us before. Yeah, because t- Kate, tell them what you're drinking. I'm drinking America because um, that's what I wanted to do today. Budweiser. Is that that? Yeah. Oh, hey. oh, all right. God, and, how dare you, Kate? Crappy <laughs> beer. Well, we are, you know, are still not about that. My grocery store sells dollar beer cans. I normally only drink bottled beer, so. So, so she it went was a dollar well spent. She went out and specifically got a can of beer just to do this show today. Oh, just just one? How can you? I mean, if I have one, then it's like it, it just leaves more. I don't know how you can just do one. I didn't say I didn't buy more beer. I said I bought a can of beer. Uh, oh there you go that's just her uh her warm-up i guess so for me uh i'm drinking a chicago favorite and this can is probably about six months old and i found it in the back of my refrigerator and it's absolutely disgusting uh (laughs) it's uh if anyone here or anyone listening is a chicago cubs fan they'll understand when you hear old style it's uh g heilman is the original company that made it but they got 
purchased by Pabst. So they're, like, they're in the same family as PBR. It's just kind of a regional... It, it's like a regional, crappier version of PBR, for those who have never had it. You know, any family of the PBR family is family of mine, um, especially ours. That, that, that's a big family. It's, it's yeah. Like, it's it's normally, like, if it's a newer, like, not that old, it's it's okay. But this, like I said, this can's, like, six months old, and I'm probably going to regret that I found this in the back of my refrigerator. So I mean, you got to do what you got to do. If that's the only beer you had, I mean, more power to you. I've drank skunk beer before. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> Bad thing is, it's not the only canned beer. I actually have some of my good canned beer. We've got a local regional brewery here in Arizona that um, does quite well in the craft beer uh, competitions of the world. Uh, shout out to Santan Brewery. Uh, I could have had one of their beers that I have in my refrigerator, but no, I opted for the six month old old style. So, Ugh. do you still you know, have that Milwaukee's you? best? Do I still have Milwaukee's best? No. <laughs> That's another. That's oh. like an accusation. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm insulted, but no. <laughs> Jesus. You are the person who told me to bring you one from Milwaukee. <laughs> That's right, I did, didn't I? <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> enough of our uh, our beer talk. That was actually not not the reason we had you guys on the show today. So, <laughs> why did you guys get into making podcasts? Um, well, it's like uh, we've talked about this before. We it's like we've been like drunk for the past. We have been drunk for the past year that's not that i mean that's that's kind, <laughs> kind of, of kind of. of so we would go out to like uh like our friends parties or go out and all we would do is just yell and be intoxicated and talk soccer and like we it's like you talk about it for a year and all our friends are like you guys should just make a soccer podcast so we don't have to listen to you guys talk at these parties and we're like all right that's fair um so like you put it off for a year um the analogy i like to do is like you know like you keep saying like i'm gonna make that shed in the backyard um, which is a bad analogy, but what I'm saying is, you fi- we finally made that shed, and we-, we made that podcast. So, lads is the shed. Lads is a shed. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works. That's kind of how we got into this too. Except it wasn't really going out and shouting at a bar. I don't really do that as much anymore. Um, no, it was more of us insulting each other at our day job. Yeah, that. Ooh. Yeah, that's basically. Yeah, you know, for those who don't know, Kate and I actually used to work together uh, before I packed up in my conestoga wagon headed west uh you know for the uh the new frontier so yeah it, it basically yeah. started as yeah insulting each other during the day to insulting each other over skype via podcast so perfect <laughs> perfect i mean we insult each other on a daily so yeah. that's, that's fair <laughs> yep. so you guys are looking at uh i noticed expanding your content away from the or in addition to the podcast rather um you Posted a photo on your uh, on your social media yesterday, interviewing fans outside of uh, your your local bar after the North London Derby between uh, the Spurs and and Arsenal. How was that? How did that go? Yeah, that was awesome. That's a new project we're working on. We're trying to go to every big soccer bar in, in the city of Philadelphia. So the United Bar. We just went to the Arsenal Bar, Tottenham, Chelsea, everything, and. We uh, interviewed fans before the match. We uh, asked a couple guys if we could get interviews with them. It was an awesome experience, you know, kind of learning the ways of interviewing people and hearing what these guys had to say about Arsenal and their expectations. Then we just kind of watched the game in this 
awesome arsenal bar. Kevin uh, went around the bar with the camera, got some great shots of the crowd cheering after uh, they scored. And then after the game, we uh, interviewed some more Arsenal fans and some Tottenham uh, sad fans. And we're trying to do this at least a couple more times, editing the video now, dropping it early this week. So it was an absolute blast. Have you encountered any angry Arsenal fans? All right. So I was going to say is like we we're not trying to be Arsenal fan TV, but, you know, seeing angry Arsenal fans leads to amazing, you know, views. So I'm not, I'm not here to say that we're trying to spur some like, you know, some angry Arsenal fans, but it's awesome. I <laughs> like, I'm an I'm an Arsenal fan. So seeing like angry Arsenal fans like I'm like, ooh, <laughs> ooh, this is great. This is some good. Also, stuff. Kevin is angry enough to be the Arsenal fan, the angry Arsenal fan in all of our videos. So, so we fair. already got the token angry <laughs> Arsenal fan. So why are they angry? <laughs> oh, oh! Well, me, That's a pretty loaded that, that, question. Do you have a couple of days, Kate? Um, well, uh, a couple hours. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. So the reason we're so angry is because you saw the re if you saw the result yesterday against Spurs, we dominated that game, and you see the potential. Like if you play like that every day, all. 38 games of the Premier League season, you can go win yourself a title. The thing is inconsistency, and you see just stupid things by the manager. It's like the manager isn't getting the players fired up enough. It just seems like they're all lazy. So like to see, and then to see him put out a performance like that, just the inconsistency is why you get so frustrated because you know how good this team can be. Yeah, and then there's uh, the whole thing. Every other fan of a big six club, so United fans, City fans, Liverpool fans, Chelsea fans, Tottenham fans, always like to poke the bear. They always like to kind of push the Arsenal fans, kind of bring up their fail failures. And Arsenal fans, I feel like, have just gotten this air about them where they're so fed up with everyone else's shit. So they're just always angry all the time. Yeah, blood. Hey, fam. Hey, no, don't mess with me, Raz. <laughs> Raz. <laughs> so what I'm getting from this is Arsenal is the underdog and that's okay. I always cheer them on. I, I wouldn't say underdog. Yeah. I, would, I would say like that that beat up puppy. That's just like that used to be like awesome. Um, and then you're just like we're just like getting tired. Um, but I'll go underdog. I like underdog way better. So relating to yeah. American football, they're like the Bears. Oh 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 oh! Kate, you are my favorite person uh, ever on the podcast. <laughs> that was it's like tough. yeah, we're like the '85 Bears. We had that like invincible season, like we're 2003, 2004. We're like this could be the greatest team ever, and then since then it's just been shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> an excellent analogy. I you know I, I was gonna say for more for the Arsenal, they're kind of like. You know, like the Schlitz beer of the of the uh, the football world. It's like, yeah, you know, they used to be pretty good, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's nice. I like it a lot. <laughs> so awkward silence. No, I'm just anyway. Um, good, work. good work. Yes, thank you. Yeah, we're really good at that. So, <laughs> so this this one specifically for for Martin. You know, you're uh, you know a Manchester United supporter. It, this question I wrote this uh, you know earlier this week, but you know after yesterday's performance, it may not be even even uh, or may have answered itself. What do they need to address? I mean, they look pretty awful the last few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And the biggest thing I think, and uh, I'm I don't really have a lot of love for United right now, and I really don't have a lot of love for Mourinho at all. Um, but the biggest thing that we need to address is our defense right now. We got Pogba back. Uh, United has Pogba, which they're going to, that's going to let them be a lot more creative and a lot more flowing from defense to attack. But with Phil Jones out, like you said, 
And Eric buys out. The defense is absolute shit. Lindelof looks like he's a golf player who was just thrown <laughs> on the pitch and asked to defend. He's absolute garbage. And Smalling is... He's smalling. He's been average his entire career. And we need to address our defense first and foremost. And the tactics. We can't keep playing like a bunch of scaredy cats against these big teams. Like uh, Arsenal just showed Tottenham how to play. They dominated the entire game. We need to go out with that attitude against the Chelsea's, the Manchester City's, instead of dropping back like Jose likes to do and defending the entire game and hoping for a counter. It, it just doesn't work, and it's been proven not to work, and it's bullshit. We need to change. That's the biggest thing we need. We need tactical change. Short of you know a freak injury, does anybody catch Manchester City at this point, or are they gone? Um, I, You know, like, it, we say this every year, like, oh, it's going to be so close, and then every team just, like, walks away with it. I mean, the closest one was a couple years ago with Man U and Man City, I think. But like last year, Chelsea ran away with it. The year before, Leicester ran away with it. Um, like the year before that, Chelsea ran away with it. Like like the New England Patriots, it's like you're like oh they're like New England Patriots and Chelsea are like the same. Like they're they're going to be there in the end. Um, I I don't want to count it out already. I know the December lineup. There's a lot of games very close together. That whole like winter break where things teams can gain momentum. But but if we're being honest, it's it's looking like City's pretty much ran away with it. Yeah, and. John Stones actually got injured yesterday, so he's going to be out for six weeks, I think it was. Yeah, but... And that really is their only downside of the team right now. Their bench is still strong. They have uh, Bernardo Silva on the bench. They have Raz on the bench. So th they're looking like a deep team that can continue to dominate into next year. But, I mean, City can choke. Yeah. Uh, they have a lot of fixtures coming up. Um, I did see this one thing that said... United's only chance of winning the title is beating City twice. And I realistically just do not see that happening. I think City's in a league of their own right now. And and Kevin De Bruyne, he's kind of like out of this world right now. He had a rocket yesterday that was just, just unreal. Yeah, he's the super ginger of the Premier League. If there was a ginger MVP, <laughs> definitely Kevin De Bruyne. Um, there's, I don't think anyone – Sean Dyche followed – Followed by Sean Dodge. I yeah. think Sean Dodge is number two. Yeah, um, I think, uh, what's his name, Pick, Pickford on Everton. Is he uh, an honorary ginge? Yeah, he's honorary ginge. Um, right. And then I come in fourth, obviously. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> the only other option. <laughs> yeah. So, so, was that? so, I have to ask, I'm a Chicago fan for everything, so how did you guys pick your teams to support? Because, obviously, you don't live there. Yeah, um, I guess I'll start. It's actually really lame um i played soccer all my life and in 2004 me and my brother who's two years younger than me got a uh, xbox and we weren't allowed to play call of duty gta any, any of the fun games but we were allowed to play fifa uh, nba parents. right <laughs> damn you mom um anyway so after my mom over my childhood uh, oh, oh. <laughs> deep um man we so, turned into the dr phil show here oh yeah oh yeah that's More. our other podcast <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting real on this one <laughs> yeah let's go deep um so me and my brother would play fifa for hours and hours and hours and i chose manchester united because i know or i knew who bex was from the movies and all i did was play as them and then when I went outside, I would pretend to be Rooney. I was convinced I was going to be the next Rooney. Um, I'm still 
24, so there's still time for me to become the next Rooney, but it's running out. You and Harry Kane are like the same age, so I, I, think, know, I, think, I, think, you're both, I think you're both in your prime. <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> you don't problem. have the uh, the hair of Wayne Rooney. That's not something you'd want to idolize after. I'm, no. I mean, the dude does look like Shrek. Like, There's no denying it. I cannot see him without Shrek. No, and an also... Yeah, it, but that's how I, I fell in love with Manchester United, and then I started watching uh, the Premier League religiously a couple years later, and everything just fell into place, and I was a United fan, my brother's a Chelsea fan, and my other brother's a Liverpool fan, so it's just a house of talking shit. Um, but uh, I, I like soccer, too, um, so... Um, <laughs> So my team is Arsenal. Um, I actually didn't play soccer till college. I played uh, what's it called? I played rugby in high school, um, but I really just liked Arsenal, really because they were just like red and they had a sweet cannon. Um, and like my grandfather was like, he like went over to London and some English dude was just like, he was like, what team should I like? And he's like, pick Arsenal. And he was like, all right. He's like, and that that was pretty much it. It wasn't like there's no like cool story behind it. It's just like I was just like, oh, they look kind of sweet. And then, like, me and Martin, like, we went to college together. We went to the Virginia Military Institute, and then we became roommates, and now we're roommates again. Um, I said that in a bad context. We, we like each other. Don't worry. We uh, really <laughs> hate each other a lot. Yeah. Um, Since the beginning. Um, and so, yeah, we just started playing FIFA a lot, and all we would do is just, like, talk soccer, really. See the DJ, how about you? How about me? Well, you're going to have to answer the question next after I'm done. So, you know, the... Yeah, I'm I'm a little older, not that much older. I mean, I'm, I'm you're old. I'm not old. I'm 32. <laughs> Give me a break. And so when I was, uh, you know, when I was a, a young whippersnapper, you know, we were in between the uh, North American Soccer League, the and Major League Soccer. Major League Soccer came in around the time I was probably 10 or 11 years old. So and there was really nothing going on in the U.S. world, but you know. The, Manchester United had kind of started their, uh, you know, their overseas push to try to grow to become that global brand, them and, and Real Madrid. And just for whatever reason, as, you know, a impressionable 10, 11 year old, I started to casually follow, you know, Manchester United. And this was like, you know, the time of like AOL and your 50 hours free CDs that they'd send you in the mail. I'm really dating myself here. And... Good old day. What's a CD? <laughs> It's that little round disc thing that you like. Some cars still have them. It's it's yeah. So anyway, the, uh, wait what? Yeah, I know. It's weird. <laughs> so the um, yeah, I just kind of gravitated towards you know Manchester United, and I kind of casually followed them throughout the years, and and you know after a couple of the World Cups, you know, it was kind of oh, interest would go up and down, and you know, after the. World Cup, it was just something that became a regular thing. And, you know, NBC signed the deal, so it made it a lot easier to watch the games on TV. They weren't, like, tape delayed and shown, you know, during the afternoon while I was in school. So it makes it a lot easier to, you know, I say this now, to get up at 4 in the morning and watch soccer on Saturday. You know, that's <laughs> just... Lot e ironically, it was a lot, you know, it's a lot easier now than it was 10, 12 years ago, so... It's because you're in the more Western time zone. It was not that great when I lived in the Central time zone either. But yeah, it, it was really bad when you know I'm setting my alarm for the three forty-five a.m. on a Saturday morning. I'm like, what is wrong with me? 
<laughs> I you know we feel bad when we wake up at like seven. You know, we're like, are we gonna check out the big game? Nah, maybe not. Or but you, that's dedication because I don't think I, I don't think we could do that. I was listening to uh, your story and I was just thinking three forty-five, four thirty, and commitment would not be there. Would, I would, would not it, be a would fan. We, would we be soccer fans? I don't think. So. I don't think we'd be soccer fans. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, when I was 22, 23 years old at three forty-five a.m. on Saturday morning. I was actually just getting home, <laughs> getting ready to go to bed. <laughs> that's fair so so as far as we know unless kate's gonna shock us all we've been pressuring her for weeks to pick a team oh i did pick a team she picked a team (laughs) all right let's uh i'll put a drum roll sound effect in in post-production and that team is manchester united because All right, Kay, it's real easy to pick, you know, the best team in Premier League history, whatever. You know, I'm not upset. Um, you know, <laughs> I'm not I like the you know, I like the Eagles. It's real easy to pick the Cowboys. Whatever. I'm not I'm not I'm not jaded. Kevin's not salty. I'm not jaded. Um, but it's okay. Sorry. Hey, she's a Bears fan. She's had enough uh, humiliation in her life. Actually, never mind. I, I don't feel anything. See? I'm so sorry. <laughs> see see and, the, and the thing is, Kate wasn't even alive when the Bears were good. <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> Hmm. You picked a uh, great two teams to support the Bears and United. <laughs> two teams that haven't won anything in a while. Ugh. One more than another. I'm just saying. Yeah. That's oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but go Cubs, right? Yeah, Cubs. Yeah. Hey, Cubs. you know that, that that was embarrassing until recently. Hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm you know walking around in elementary school. You know, I've got my my Cubs stuff on. And it's like, yeah, hey, you know, it's, it's been it's been ninety. Actually, where I was, we were all a bunch of losers. Everybody was a Cubs fan, so hey, you know, <laughs> our our patience was rewarded. You guys were due. I think out of a hundred years, you guys were due. <laughs> so let's transition real quick and do a little on. Uh, we're a little behind, but whatever. Who gives a crap? We don't have any rules. So international soccer. Why is the U.S. soccer such a disaster? Ooh, pick me, pick me. Okay, Kate. Hey. You can answer. Because this. we call it by the wrong name. Uh, oh, oh, I like that. That's that actually like, if we called it football, we'd be way better. True. Yeah, and then your show would be called Laugh, which doesn't laugh. flow as well. Laugh. It's, 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 we're having a laugh. You know what? We can run with that. We can. We can run with that. <laughs> but the reason United, United States is such shit at world soccer is because the MOS and everything in the U.S. soccer is for money. Um, and it starts at the bottom. It started in, in the beginning. And in the end, everyone wants to get rich off of the MOS and this growing industry. Uh, there aren't, there aren't uh, young settings or there aren't settings where young players can go and improve. There aren't grassroots football uh, around the United States. There isn't a team that... Uh, young kids can go out and play for as they get older and older and it's all fractured I grew up in the travel system and I I changed teams every two years I went to a new team every two years and that's just not a good system for a kid to grow up with and improve his skills and then once you get to the major league soccer it's so different than every other league it doesn't have pro, uh, promotion relegation it there's no real competition and it's just the attitude around America that really, really does not allow us to become competitive in world soccer. And you saw that in this World Cup. We went to uh, Central America, thought we could just uh, do fine and get by. 
and we sucked ass and got eliminated. Yeah, I think it comes down to a mentality, too. Uh, I think Alexi Lalas uh, from uh, Fox Sport, Rick Fox, right? Yeah, he really put nailed it on the head, saying that, like, these are a bunch of tattooed baby millionaires who go out without any motivation. We kind of treat ourselves, like, with every sport where we dominate, football, basketball, baseball, where, you know, we're the big dogs, you know what I mean? And, like, we're, but we're not in soccer, but we think we are. Like, it's a whole mentality thing. And we go out there thinking because we're America, we're, the, we're so star-spangled awesome, and we just get, like, you know, punched in the face because other teams want to come out there and actually try, you know? And, like, we have to understand we're not as skilled, but they, we still have to put in the effort, you know what I mean? And it's just not there. And it's crazy. When we do lose, when we do lose to the Portugal, the uh, this this CONCACAF qualifying, when we lost to Honduras, Puerto Rico, people made excuses. They were like, oh, we're still a young soccer generation. We're still a young soccer association that's that's not okay. If we want to be the best, we have to hold ourselves to a higher standard. We cannot be okay with barely getting through the group stage, which we didn't even do this year. And this is the easiest qualifying group in all of the world. And we still, yeah. Well, we've been saying, you know, we're still a young group for the last 30 years now. It's like, you know, this excuse is almost too old to be retired to this point so right yeah and and i grew up on the uh you know in the travel leaks too and i i lived you know i was born and raised in in literally rural indiana and you know there were some pretty talented kids out there i mean it was you know it's your stereotypical midwestern blue collar factory town and you know we'd have to you know travel an hour to go play the teams in indianapolis and and yeah, you know, there was some decent talent that came out of the area, but because, you know, it, it's all about money, you know, th- mm. these kids were being ignored. I mean, there's kids that, you know, with the proper proper training and the proper opportunities, easily could have moved on to Division One college soccer, and you know, and, and instead, it's you know they're they're working their way on as as walk ons on these you know these little schools, um, and it just you know it's unfortunate it's just i i think you know the, i think you absolutely nailed it right on the head that it's it, you know it's all about money and it's, it's dj it's you have to give up your goal of becoming a professional soccer I, player you know what Stay. I, here i'll, I'll just I'll, I'll, I'll just yeah the dream was over um you know probably 15 20 years ago but just just to give you an idea i'm uh i'm six months older than wayne rooney yeah, I know. You're just like, oh man, what an old bastard. I just did the math real quick. We're um, first off, Zlatan is, you know, he's still playing. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna name you players who're still playing. Gigi Zavi, Buffon, Javi, Gigi, Gigi Buffon. Um, so I think there's time. I think there's time. You sell yourself short. I, I think my uh, my knees would disagree with you. <laughs> he has to get a hip replacement next I week. I do not so. need a hip replacement. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Okay, so I'm changing the topic to World Cup. So what's the bigger story this year? The teams that made the World Cup or the teams that did not make it? Um, I'm going to go with didn't make the World Cup because it's so weird not seeing Italy, Netherlands, uh, um, USA. I mean, mostly Italy, Netherlands, like those are two huge like, like past World Cup finalists and winners that you consistently see in every World Cup and every year you're like, all right, like these teams are going to be in the final, like we'll say eight. Um, not seeing that, that's like a huge shocker. And, you know, um, and I think it's also, I think you can say almost both because you're seeing these new teams starting to emerge. You have like Iceland, Morocco, you have all these teams whose talent um, have seemed to like gradually gotten better. And it's nice. It's crazy to see. So 
I, I mean, I say a little bit, but I think mostly seeing Italy not make it is just, you know, I'm crying Italian tears. Yeah, and the teams that didn't make it, they me- it messed me up. The Italian team not making it, since 1956, they've gone to every single World Cup. I just did not ha- know how to react to that. Netherlands, they've been pretty bad for the past couple of years. They didn't make it to the Euros last summer. and But yet they finished the- third in the 2014 World Cup. Exactly, exactly. And to not see these teams who have such a great history in the World Cup, it's going to be weird. And we know the 2022 World Cup is going to have 48 teams. And you know what? It's diluting the World Cup. And that makes me kind of not think all these new teams getting into the World Cup is a big deal. Because the World Cup is just not what it used to be. It's not the powerhouses that used to fight each other. Now you've got, like Kevin said, Morocco, Iceland, uh, Tunisia, Afghanistan, Iran, uh, South Korea, who are all uh, gr- great on them for getting to the World Cup, but that's not what we want to see. They're not the best of the best. So final question on this topic. There have been uh, reports in the news of a tournament being hosted in the U.S. featuring teams that missed the World Cup. Is that a bad idea or the worst idea? um uh it is the absolute worst idea you're essentially making a loser's cup which i don't like like if it didn't have the u.s in it i would not watch it because it's just so stupid like it's like all right here's your like it's almost like the fa cup like here you go like doesn't really mean anything anymore but they're just making they just want to make a fake award because they know how much money the usa like would generate and all these other teams like your, your fa cup comparison i think you're being too kind i think this is like more league cup level it's the oh, participation yeah. trophy. Yeah, basically. That's exactly what it is. And DJ, to your point, uh, where you said earlier about everything is about money in U.S. soccer, this is the best example of it. We're not good enough to go to the World Cup, and so we create another cup solely because Fox Sports laid out billions of dollars for the TV rights. <laughs> that It's not going to make anyone better. It's not going to make USA better. It's, it's absolute bullshit, and yeah. it's a money... Yeah. Money scheme. Yeah, Fox really screwed the pooch with that one, so <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Fox. All right, so it is time for Kate's trivia. Oh, my favorite part. Ooh. It's time once again for everyone's favorite segment, Kate's Stadium Scene Podcast Trivia. Kate, you've got your evil trivia for the day. Uh-oh. Will DJ and Jillian be able to answer her questions? Yeah. yeah. Or will it just end up in embarrassment and humiliation? <laughs> the internet. She, she has the evil laugh down. She might. She did an evil laugh on us. So, so we'll let Kate explain the rules. So the rules are: today we're just gonna say uh, stadium scene or lads if you know the answer. For your buzzer. All right. And my advice is listen to the whole question because sometimes I can completely change directions. So. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Stakes she she yeah. will be, you know, 90% of the way through the question and then make that hard left turn last second. Just. <laughs> I'm it, like sweating. It, it is. Th- <laughs> yes. It's, it's, it's truly evil, but let's, let's do this. Okay, first question. 
A fond childhood memory of mine was sneaking into my grandfather's caramels and stealing one or two. He would pretend not to notice, but based on how chewy it was and I was quiet, he knew. <laughs> what is the nickname for Everton? Glad. Uh, yeah. Toffees. Yo, yeah. Kev! Good. Woo! <laughs> Yo, we hit that. We hit this. You know, the thing is, the whole time, I knew that's where you were going with that, too. <laughs> I was knew lost. It. I, I, I'm just like, I know where this is going, and then I just sat here in complete silence when you finished the question. I was like, I was like imagining, like, it was like a movie. Like, I'm like, what what scene is this from a movie? Like, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I've seen this picture before, but then, okay, got it. Okay, so question number two. In honor of my birthday, let's take a look at the first Premier League season. Starting with just 22 teams, what year did the Premier League premiere their first game? Oh, son of a... Lads. No, that's not the answer. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't my buzzing word either. But right, right. are we saying so Premier League, like current? Okay, that'd be that'd be the like actual Premier League, not English soccer, right? Correct. Nineteen ninety-one. Wrong. Oh, stadium scene for the steel. It'll be what is it? Nineteen ninety-two. That is correct. Yeah. Than me. That was a or, weird no, year. I'm four years oh. older than it. DJ, uh, you're much older than it. Oh, ouch. <laughs> uh, well, that was that was just rude. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm I thinking, roll. I'm like, it's either 91 or 92, so I'm glad you guys said 91. <laughs> so it's one I, to one. I was between 91 and 93, and I just went out on a limb, and I was wrong both times, so Damn. we're good. I would have said 93, honestly, yeah, so whatever. All right. So growing up, I had a bunch of pets. We had both cats and dogs. My first cat was a black cat named Comet Wild One, who unfortunately just liked to hide under the bed and not interact. So Wild One didn't really describe her. Um, what stadium do the Sunderland black cats play at? Lads. Uh, yeah. Stadium White? Yep. Yo, let's go. Yo, the lads are killing it. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Sunderland. <laughs> One thing I found ever. interesting was that it was voted on by the supporters of the team. And I have to say it's way better than Bodie McBoatface. So. <laughs> I love Bodie McBoatface, though. Me too. It's really underrated. It's, no one talks about it. Yeah. And, and and not to, you know, derail this, this bit, but, man, poor Sunderland. They're just like... <laughs> They're, no, they're not for Sunderland. They just—they've been having—they've been literally on the edge of getting relegated for the past like five years. Yeah, so it's due. They've been due. They're—they're they're <laughs> in last place in the championship else. right now. Well, yeah. Like they're—they're uh, they're on the verge of being relegated. I'm like, has there ever been a point where a team has been back relegated back to back years that wasn't filing for bankruptcy? <laughs> it's just there. That's that's your impossible trivia question. Anyway, that's a good. Question. <laughs> okay, question number four. Lads are in the lead. The Portsmouth vs. Reading game is recorded as the highest scoring game at 7-4. to four. However, Manchester United gave that record a run for its money when it ended a game 9-0 to zero against what what team? 9-0. to zero. I thought you were going to bring up the Arsenal. Yeah, it was like, I'm waiting for the 8-2 Arsenal. Two. Yeah. <laughs> 9-0? Nine nine to zero. Who was that? I just saw this recently. Uh... Oh. Ooh. We beat Middlesbrough 7-0 in 2008, but that's not it. Uh, oh, this might be a stumper. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm just thinking, I know it's not a team that's currently in the Premier League. I'm just going to... All right, Kate. 
I'm going out on a limb here. Is it Ipswich Town? You're right. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, it's like Ipswich Town, uh, you know, well, Millwall, something like that. It had to be. Wolverhamptons? Yeah, well, right. Wolves system. So Holy technically, you guys already won, but let's do one more. <laughs> I love games that get tense and can feel the players' frustrations. However, some players take those frustrations out inappropriately. What player has amassed more yellow cards than any other Premier League player? Oh, 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 oh uh, I should know this. Uh, uh, sh- sh- Do you know it? No, no, no. Uh, off Google. I'm not, go- I'm not cheating. Most I, yellow know, cards. There, there was a name that came to me right away, and I know he's probably in the top five, but I don't know if he's number one. I'm going to go ahead and say it just because I've already lost. Uh, so, stadium scene. Yeah. I'm going to say it's Paul Scholes. Wrong. No. He, he's in the top five, though. I know that for a fact. I think. Yellow cards? We're talking about yellow cards? Yeah, yellow cards. Uh... Is it a Chelsea midfielder? <laughs> I don't know. She doesn't know. Uh, <laughs> so most yellow cards of all time. Um, I'm going to go with uh, you know what, just Dio Costa, Elephant Man. Um, you know what? He's just he just that guy's just a mean prick. He used to be. It's anyways, Kevin so. Davies. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Wow. I guess Dio Costa's only been in the league for yeah. like four yeah, years. Yeah. He, he spent most of his time in in what Spain. Atletico. Yeah. yeah. Atletico. Yeah. I just feel like every time I see him, he got a yellow card. So pretty much. I, I yeah, I just went. Seven days. You know, every time I see him, I hope he gets a yellow card. Yeah, <laughs> that's more accurate. Yeah, Kevin. So Davies. that's all I got. Lads won. So. so. Yeah, my win streak is snapped. Congratulations. Hey, you know we're just losers who look up soccer things every day. So <laughs> yeah. that's, there's nothing. So don't take anything from this. We literally spend every waking hour thinking about soccer. So don't take anything from this. We're actually just nerds. <laughs> so on that note, I just finished my skunky old style. And my uh, I'm going to have to like go drink Listerine after this. <laughs> so Martin, Kevin, thank you for being on the show today. Appreciate you know taking your time. So do you have any, yeah, uh, any, you. any work, anything you want to plug and preview coming up on your site? Um, excuse me. I'm like choking. We opened our second beer. Um, so we recently made our website, ladspodcast.com. Uh, we do our podcast every Tuesday night. They're posted Tuesday night, so you can wake up Wednesday morning and listen to them. Uh, we're making a video on YouTube, um, from our time at Misconduct Tavern. It's going to be like Arsenal Fan TV and like Travel Channel, but just, you know, better than both of them combined. Yeah. And we're also, uh, we're thinking about ordering a bunch of long sleeve t-shirts with a frocket with our design on the frocket itself. So if anyone's interested in those, shoot us a, a, a DM, slip into our DMs, and let us know if y'all want one. Yeah. You're getting frogs? And, no, frockets. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's just like, a, it's supposed to be like, uh, they're long sleeve pocket t-shirts. So it's like frockets, like frat, like frat pocket t-shirts. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> We're pretty lame. Um, <laughs> So you know, on that note, just a quick reminder again, you know, the lads were one of our first members of our Stadium Scene TV network. 
So just you know, give you a quick rundown. I mean, we have the you know the Laces or Faces football podcast. Of course, the lads. You know, Buckeye Muscle started with us last week with his first episode of his travels. Tailgate Tourist is going to be doing some work with us here. You know, Ralph Schudel from our last podcast. His podcast is now part of the network. And, you know, of course, all of, you know, Jillian's work will be, you know, her drunk hockey on Friday, which is highly entertaining if you have not seen it yet. All that is featured on our site. I actually have a call here in a couple hours with another uh, uh, partner here that we're going to lock in hopefully this week. So, and, you know, we've got probably two or three more we should be able to lock up in early December. So, you know, stadiumseed.tv is really, uh, really turning in the place to be to get your, you know, your obscure off-the-wall sports coverage. So be sure to check that out. And again, uh, social media, Stadium Scene on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Stadium underscore Scene on Instagram. And that will about do it. So thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's Stadium Scene podcast. Visit us at StadiumScene.com and StadiumScene.tv. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play Store.